Hey, this is Pastor Rafael Rodriguez. Welcome to Restore 2020 Podcast. Go ahead and choose a message. Be empowered, be equipped, be prepared to change your world for Christ Jesus. God bless you. What's up, everybody? This is Pastor Raphael. Welcome to Hungry for God's Word. Welcome to Restore 2020 Podcast. Man, we have been having a good, good journey, a lot of fun along this whole process about speaking about intimate moments with the shepherd, God is through the challenges of life. And so today is the last one. It's the last one that I'll be sharing out of this book. And um, I actually like chapter 51. I was going to do chapter 52, which is the last chapter of the book, but I like chapter 51 that I'm going to share that with you. It's called Sharing Secrets. So if you see the title, it says Sharing Secrets. And so I'm going to dive into it, piggyback off what's being said in this word by Phyllis Benicus, um, awesome woman of God, great ministry that they have as missionaries to Belgium. They are phenomenal people, and um, I really enjoyed this book. So today's the last chapter of intimate moments with the shepherd and i'll be changing things up for next week and um revamping doing something differently maybe take it out of on, on the out of the closet into maybe my porch or somewhere else in the house that we can have a little bit more light or i can actually stand up and do something different so i'm, I'm working on some stuff thinking about some stuff right now and um we'll see we'll see how that looks in uh, we'll see how that looks next week we'll see how that looks next week all right, so I'm going to dive into this, uh, chapter 51, Sharing Secrets is the title. Here it goes. Secrets are hard to keep. Wars have commenced and friendship have been terminated with a slip of the tongue. <laughs> I am a kind of person, I'm going to share real quickly. I'm a kind of person, I hate keeping secrets. Not that I can't keep them, I just don't like the feeling of keeping secrets. Matter of fact, something huge is... Uh, uh, and I'll announce that soon. But something huge for us, something big is happening. Something great is happening for my family and I. And it's like, we, you know, we've been told that we really can't share that with everybody. Um, not just yet. And so holding secrets for me, I'm like, I've been killing me inside. Like, oh, man, I want to I share. I want to say this. I want to make this announcement. And it's like, no, not yet. Um, wait to this such and such time. And so I don't like keeping secrets when it comes to something with me. Like I want to share something. Like I don't. I feel like when I when when I have something new going on in my life or something exciting, I just want to share it with everybody I can come in contact with, all, all my friends especially. And when I'm told not to share that right away, I just have a hard time with them. I'm like, oh man, but I, I just don't like the feeling of holding secrets, right? And so there's been people who friendships have been terminated with a slip of the tongue. Okay. Because some people cannot hold secrets. Now, if you tell me your secret, that's fine. If it's between us, I won't be saying that to anybody else. But when I have something I want to share and I'm, be told, I'm told to keep it a secret, that's harder for me to do that because I get excited and I want to share the insider news. So when a secret has finally matured to the stage of exposure, we are generally selective in our choices of its beneficiary. We would hardly devolve its contents to the grocery checkout girl or shop it to the crossing guard. We won't do that, right? One more, hey, crossing guard, guess what? I got a promotion or, oh, hey, hey, I'm moving. You know, we won't do that with a crossing guard. No, we would save it for the, that person who would listen to it with, a, with in, an intensity equal 
to our telling. Because when you got something excited to share, you're like, man, I can't wait to do it. But you want to share it with people who are who are listening with intensity, with the same excitement of us telling them, like, man, tell me, tell me. You know, we would share it with a close friend. As a shepherd sat on the rock and watched the grazing flock, a sheep came to him, desiring his companionship. In an attempt to show its affection for the shepherd, the sheep nuzzled his leg and nibbed at his robe. The shepherd loved this. With a hard tug, the sheep pulled the willing shepherd to the ground, and they tumbled and played together. As they enjoyed the company of one another, the shepherd shared secrets of rich pastures and safe journey yet to come. Many people have an intense desire to unlock past secrets and predictions for the future. In response to this, fortune tellers, psychic holiness hotlines, and palm readers promise accurate readings and answers to life's problems, all for a very small, persistent hook into our bank accounts. Although most are con artists, some possess information they have been received through demonic activity that traps the eager seeker into a lifetime of dependence on evil lies. Now, if you've gone to one of those places, as believers, we shouldn't be going to those kind of places, okay, palm readers and fortune tellers, that's demonic. And if they've been accurate, it's not because they've been given information by the Holy Spirit. They've been given information by the devil, okay, and the demons. And so be careful about who you go to for information, okay? If you're seeking information, get in your prayer closet and seek God's face for the information that you're needing. Get into His Word, okay? That's why I have a hungry for God's Word to share posts about God's Word and, and messages. Get into His Word to find out what He's trying to say to you. I guarantee you, the more you seek God's face in prayer and getting into His Word, the more you are going to hear and know what exactly what He wants you to do. But don't you go out there to fortune tellers, to psychics, and to palm readers, and all these people, card readers, and try to get information from them because their information is not coming from God. It's coming from the devil. And you don't want to expose yourself to that type of stuff because it's not going to be good. It's not going to turn out good. Not a good thing. It reminds me of a story real quickly. I'm going to share this story. This is off, off the book. I'm not, this is not from the book. This is from the Bible. There's a time that... Um, Saul, King Saul lost his ability to lead the people of Israel. He, he was the kind of leader that decided that he was going to do things on his own. When the prophet Samuel said to him, Hey, wait for my lead before you do something, King Saul will often do his own thing. In the case that he was supposed to sacrifice for the people of God, he was supposed to make a sacrifice. Samuel was the one that was supposed to make the sacrifice. Samuel tells Saul, do not start the ceremony without me. And so, I guess there was a situation where King Saul was in the middle of battle. His people were getting upset. They were getting frustrated. Man, they were getting tired of waiting on Samuel. What's going on? Why we need to wait for him? And he felt the pressure and decided to make the sacrifice on his own. And don't you know that right when he did it, here comes Samuel. And Samuel says to him, why didn't you wait for me like I asked you to? And you know what the Lord said to, to Samuel at the moment? Because you did this, the kingdom is now going to be stripped away from you and given to another person. 
And King Saul had every excuse in the book. Oh, but no, 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 don't. Oh, man, but I couldn't wait. And, and the people were getting frustrated. And, and, and then Samuel says to him, and I'm done with you. Done. Because you just want to do your own thing. And you're not following the leading of God. And I'm just going to stay away from you. And he goes, walks away. And Samuel grabs a hold of him and rips his robe. And it's like, just like the robe just ripped, that's how your kingdom is going to be divided. Gonna be stripped, stripped away from you, stripped away from you, and so the rest of his time in leadership, Saul was just—he lost God's anointing. The favor of God left him and went to King to David, preparing him to be the next king. And so Saul had a hard time with that. And so even after Samuel passed away, and Saul had to make a, a final decision, he went to a fortune teller. He went to a palm reader. He went to somebody who looked in a crystal ball and summoned Samuel's body from the grave so that he can talk to Saul. And Samuel rebuked him. And the lady was actually afraid when he gets, he, he shows up in the midst of this seance or whatever you want to call it, was afraid because he deceived the woman to say that he wasn't King Saul. And when she found out who it was, oh man. <laughs> It was bad. Sam, Saul got so desperate because he chose not to listen to God's voice. He chose to be disobedient to God. Got so desperate that he went to a fortune teller to raise up Samuel from the de dead, okay, with demonic powers. And Samuel rebukes Saul, and the woman got freaked, got scared, got, got freaked out of her mind that it was Samuel and that she was deceived in doing so because... Saul told her he was somebody else. Don't mess around with darkness. Do not mess around with darkness because God and darkness, they can't be part of the same, with the, with the same person. They cannot minister effectively in your life. You have to choose to serve the Lord and follow Him and Him alone. Okay? And so King Saul was never the same again. And you know how he ended his, his, his time. He actually took his own life in his hands because he was surrounded by the enemies. He was surrounded by the Philistines. They were coming to uh, attack him. And he said, rather than me falling into these guys' hands, he, 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 told his, he told his servant, his armor bearer, kill me. And his armor bearer said, nope, I'm not going to do that. And so Saul ended up falling on his sword, taking his own life. That's how he's ended his legacy, by taking his own life. Because the man was never ever, ever connected to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He never was obedient to God the Father. He wanted to do things on his own way. He sought mediums in order to help him with decision-making, and it ultimately left him off his rocker, psychologically messed up, where he tried to kill D David multiple times, okay, and then he ultimately took his own life because the presence of the Lord was no longer with him. If you want the Spirit of God to be in your life, you need to be all in. You need to choose to follow Jesus and Jesus alone, okay? Stop trying to look for every other spiritual way of connection to God when the only way to God is through Jesus Christ, okay? There's no, I'm going to get my way to God. No, God came to us through Jesus Christ, His Son, and lived a holy life, a perfect life, and died for our sins. And on the third day, He was risen again. He, was, he rose again from the dead, and we can have salvation through a relationship to faith in Jesus Christ. That's how we get our salvation. And we can have a relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ and walking with the Lord and following His Word.
But when we start dabbling with this, this, and that, and that, oh, I'm gonna get a little bit of that. I'm gonna get a little bit of this. You know, I'm gonna add a little bit more seasoning to my flip for my food and all this stuff. And it gets you start mixing stuff in there. Hinduism, Buddhism, and 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 Islam, and all this stuff that you're mixing in, trying to find your way to God. It's just gonna create just a spiritual. How should I say it? Spiritual frustration. It's gonna wear you out. You're gonna be completely lost rather than found. And you're gonna be going in this kind of this tailspin, trying to discover how to have a relationship with God. And the only way is through Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. So keep that in mind. Stay away from things that are not good. Stay away from demonic things. Keep your distance from them. Seek the Holy Spirit, seek His presence, seek His power, and I guarantee you, things are going to turn out better. Okay? Just want to throw that in there. Going back to this. God, of course, does not need the help of these charlatans to convey. He's referring to the mediums, the fortune tellers, the sorcerers. His secrets to convey His secrets and promises. He prefers to share His truth with each individual directly. That's why you got to seek His face. Reading a word, praying, seeking his face. He prefers to share his truth with us at precisely the right moment and in the right manner through his spirit living in us. When we give our life to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit begins to live inside of us. The Holy Spirit begins to kick, convict us and, and cleanse us and, and get us on track and just deepen our relationship with God. And we got to constantly seek and, 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 and feed through the Word of God, we constantly eat of the Word of God through reading and praying and seeking God's face for us to continue to grow in that relationship with Him, okay? Sometimes His direction and guidance for the future jump right out of the written pages of the Bible. Many times, as many times I have come when I had to make a decision about something, I went to the Word of God and God just brought a scripture to my heart and, and put it there for me to apply that to my life, to my situation, and great things begin to happen. How this page got started, Hungry for God's Word, how it got started. Well, I, I said it several times. It was December 26, 2019, the day after Christmas. I'm, a, I'm away somewhere in Texas. Um, we went for a getaway with the family. I, the, the, um, I could not sleep the whole night. I'm up, tossing and turning. It was right after Christmas, after we opened our presents. I'm tossing and turning in bed. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm wrestling. And I didn't want to get out of bed. I just wanted to go to sleep. And then the Lord put in my heart, get up and pray. So I got up and started praying. Then I get into his word. I said, God, you got you to work for me. You're trying to put something, trying to share something with me. What is it? And the Lord led me to Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. And it talked about being restored, restoring the brethren in Christ. Restoring, you know, when somebody who has left the fellowship of, of the church or somebody who has fallen away be gentle restore them so that the judgment doesn't fall on you and he began to speak to me saying be that kind of person but I'm also going to do some work in your life I'm going to do some great things in your life that you can apply in your life that watch me do this miraculous thing and God has been doing some great things in, in my life and also helping me to encourage others to get back on track with their relationship with God and helping them come back to church okay and so he put that word in me but I was wrestling. I was, man, I was tossing and turning. And if I didn't get up and listen to what he's had to say, I would have lost that. And so with that word, I started this Hungry for God's Word page. And we're up to 148 people who are who like this page. Keep on, and do me a favor, share. Share this page with other people. Share it with your friends. Just tell them to like this page. 
If you're on YouTube, subscribe and, and like and, and share it with other people so that they can get hear the message of Christ, the message from the scriptures, the message of encouragement so that they can continue to walk this walk and this, this faith journey that we're on. And then after that, as a result of this word, started Restore 2020 podcast and, you know, God's opened the door where there's people listening to it in other countries. I get to see, I get a report on a, on a regular basis to see how many people have listened to it. And there's people in other countries that are listening to Restore 2020 podcast. If I didn't step out and listen to what God had to say when I couldn't sleep and go out there in prayer and read the Bible, none of this stuff would have happened. And as a result of me being obedient and listening to what God has to say, He's just beginning to open doors. He's beginning to, you know, just allow opportunities for me to share what God has put in my heart. And I'm not a famous. I'm nobody famous. I'm not. A, I'm not a big name, you know. I'm not. I can't compare to Stephen Furtick. I can't compare to Jensen Franklin. I can't compare to none of these guys. Um, you know, Treflo Dollar or TD Jakes. I can't compare. I can't compete with any of those guys. Those guys are anointed. They've been doing their, their, their thing for years, and they're great at what they do. And they're phenomenal. And I listen to them too. But I can't compete with any of them. But God has given me an opportunity to share what I have, what he puts in my heart to share with other people, and he's been doing, multiplying it, and I leave the results up to him. That's why I keep doing this on a Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. Just sometimes I don't want to do this on a Sunday afternoon, but I do it because I feel like I need to, and I, I'm encouraged by it, and I enjoy doing it. All right, going back to this right here. He prefers to share his truth with each individual directly at precisely the right moment in the right manner through his spirit living in us. Sometimes his direction and guidance for the future jump right out of the written pages of the Bible. He may bypass our senses and speak directly into our heart with promises that only he knows will satisfy our longing. You ever felt that? You ever when God put something in your heart to satisfy our longing? Man, he does that. He does it. I know I know he does because he's done it in my life. Occasionally, someone, some godly one, will speak a word from God to us, a word that is always in sync with God's written word and confirms that he has done, is doing, or will do. Man, recently, it was like several months ago, I had an older gentleman come up to me at a Sunday school class, and he said, Raphael, I had a dream about you. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't like when people start with, Raphael, I have a dream about you. Just to give you some heads up, okay? Hey, Raphael, I got something good to you, f f share with you. God's put, you know, God's giving me something to share with you. Raphael, I had a dream about you. I'm like, oh, man, this guy had a dream that I got killed or, you know, I got beat up or something. I'm like, uh-oh. So and that's how I responded. I said, uh-oh. He said, no, 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 this is a good dream. He said, Raphael, I had a dream that you were pastoring the church. <laughs> And while you were pastor this church, I had the opportunity to come there, and I was in the in the congregation. I was in the audience, and you called me up front to share how we know each other, to share the testimony of how we became friends, and the church was just packed out with people. And I was like, wow, you know, a guy in his seventies, and you know, the Bible says, old men would dream dreams, young men would have visions. You know, that's biblical. And I said to him, I looked at him, I said, you know what? It's been in my heart for a long time to pastor a church. I said, your word there just confirmed what I've been sensing for a long time. There's been times I've been discouraged and saying, God, when is this going to happen? It's never going to happen. And, you know, your word just confirmed that, brought more confidence that God, you, you recognize that. He said, because the moment I met you, I knew that God has called you to be a pastor. <laughs> oh, man. And how encouraging was that word? 
There will be people sometimes that God will put in your life to share with you, to confirm that which God has already put in your heart. Now, it's just, just a word of prophecy that I didn't know that God had put there. I probably would have been like, mm, okay, yeah, we'll see what happens. But God has been working on my heart, has been stirring in my heart, and it was just a confirmation that this is what the Lord has spoken through somebody else, and he's just confirming. He showed him that vision, and that vision is going to come to pass, and I'm believing that, and I'm trusting that. I'm, I'm really trusting that, and God's opening that door. And, and the time will come that I would be recording from there rather than from in my closet. But I'm telling you right now, that was just a word of confirmation, and God's going to do that for some of you guys. God can confirm through people who send people, godly people, pray for people, people who pray, seek his face with a word of knowledge, with a word of prophecy for your life. And if it resonates with you, if you already know that's already in your heart, then say, hey, praise God. Let it be a confirmation. But there's been prophecies that have spoken over me, and I'm going to tell you what, they were dead wrong. They were not, it was not nowhere near on point. And you know what I did with those prophecies? I was like, okay, yeah, mm -hmm, right. Because I knew for for sure, for sure, I knew for a fact they were not prophesying from the word of God. They were just prophesying, thinking that I, they want to tell me what I think they want, what they think I want to hear, and they were way off. And I was like, nope, that's not it, not even close. So you gotta be careful. But the prophecies that people were speaking in your life, you know, somewhere maybe a little bit of a glimpse of what they're saying to you. You already been told that by that by God, and if not, seek His face regarding the word that they share with you. Seek the confirmation after they share with you and say, Lord, is this coming from you or this is just something that they're saying? And spend that time with him. It's important that we spend time with him. Going back to this. Although God never charges a fee for his secrets, there is usually a cost. What do you mean by that? God doesn't charge a fee for his secrets, but there's usually a cost. Just as we would not share our secrets with strangers, neither does he. Psalm 25, 14 teaches Friendship with God is reserved for those who reverence Him. With dumb alone, He shares the secrets of His promises. That's in Psalm 25, 14, the Living Bible. He's not going to share a secret or a promise with somebody who does not respect God whatsoever. That's why when somebody gives you a word of prophecy, if their lifestyle is not living according to the word of God, then they're not speaking from God. They're speaking from themselves or they're speaking from the enemy. Okay? Look at their lifestyle. What kind of lifestyle they're living? What kind of testimony? The Bible says you will be known by your fruits. Are they showing the fruits of patience, peace, love, joy, forgiveness? Are they godly people or are they just people who are trying to make themselves look godly so they can have a platform and they're not speaking the truth? That's why you can't always receive what people tell you. But here, reverence means people who respect Him, who love Him, with them alone. God shares secrets of His promises. Not just everybody, okay? All friendships cost the time it takes to develop them. But the closer we grow to someone, the more intimately we share our hearts and our secrets. I'm not going to share my secrets with everybody. I'm not going to come up here on, on Facebook Live, Hungry for God's Word, or Restore 2020, or anywhere, YouTube, and be like, man, let me tell you all my secrets, and then you don't even know who you are. That's not going to happen. I'm going to share my secrets with people that I have a closeness with. I spend time with them. There's a, there's a friendship. There's trust, mutual trust with one another. That's the kind of people I'm going to share my secrets with. When God has a secret that he wants to share with you, he's going to share it with people who can receive it because they are lined up and living right with him and for him and seeking him. 
to receive the word because when he reveals that to you, he expects us to follow through with it. Okay? We don't just get words just given to us just so we can sit around on it, sit on it. No, it's for us to begin to follow through with it and do what was what we were told to do, pursue that, and leave it in his timing. Begin to make the steps and, and leave the results up to him. Okay? The fear-based friendship of Psalm 25 is one that develops out of reverence and respect, not fright. Through a close relationship with God, we grow in our understanding of his covenant with us and learn to joyfully receive the hundreds of promises in his word. I'm going to say that again. Through a close relationship with God, I posted this earlier this week on this Hungry for God's Word, we grow in our understanding of his covenant with us and learn to joyfully receive the hundreds of promises and his word. The gracious sheep had to leave the benefits of the pasture and pursue its shepherd to learn of the rich pastures and safe journeys that were ahead. It may have cost it the, the, it the momentary pleasure of the pastor, but ultimately it was a good deal. Daniel, in the Old Testament, an Old Testament prophet, had an extraordinary friendship with God, and he once found him as a, he once, and he once found himself as a lion fodder because of it. However, it is also it also spared his life and exposed a godless nation to the true and living God. Remember the story of Daniel, where he was drawn into the lion's den, and you know, he was supposed to get eaten by the lion, but the, God shut the lion's mouth. He didn't get eaten. And when the king came out there looking for him, I think it was King Nebuchadnezzar, came there looking for him and thought for sure that Daniel was going to be dead. He re recognized that Daniel was still alive, not even harmed. And he began to understand that the king of kings and the lord of lords, the God of the Old Testament that they understood at the time, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was the one and only true God that began to show who God is. To a person who was not even who was a heathen, he got to realize, man, there's a, there's a true God. Daniel's God is legit. He's the man. He's the one, not the gods that we serve. Daniel's God, and he had to, he had to tell people, those of you who choose not to follow God, the God of Daniel, are going to suffer the consequences. Just after he reversed that, right? Just after he said, whoever doesn't bow down to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar will suffer the consequences. And Daniel said, no, I'm not going to do that. I only bow down to the king of kings and the lord of lords. And that's, all, that's it. And as a result of that, he got thrown in the lion's den. You know, the, here's the deal. There's an idol that's erected right now. Hmm. There's an idol that's erected right now, okay? That idol that is erected right now that's causing people to compromise in their relationship with Jesus Christ, okay, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, all this protesting stuff that's happening, causing people to step out of their relationship with the Lord, out of character, and begin to do things that are totally against the Word of God, and that's to riot and to loot and to cause problems, and to cause destruction, and there's nowhere is that biblical for people to do that. And I'll, constantly, and I'll stand on that, and I'll keep saying that. It's not biblical for you to participate in that type of protest. Point blank, period. There's so many people, like the people of Nebuchadnezzar's day, like the people of ne Daniel's day, who are bowing down to the statue that's been erected and compromising. And we need Daniels. We need people like Daniels to step up and say, No, I don't bow down to anybody but the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I will not participate in this type of protest. I will not allow my church to be shut down because that, just, that goes against the First Amendment. Okay? 
I will not allow the church to be shut down. I'm going to practice social distancing. I'm going to wear masks. I'm going to wear gloves. I'm going to make it safe for people. But there's no way I'm going to say I'm going to shut my church down because you, the government, is trying to get me to do that when that goes against the First Amendment. I'm saying it point blank, period. Do what you got to do to make your church safe, but don't allow them to tell you that you can't have service. What's going on in California, that's ridiculous. That's why the, recent, the last week when I spoke and I was upset that people were, that the BLM and Antifa were burning Bibles publicly and crosses, that I forgot to mention that part, that happens when the church begins to compromise and begins to start giving in to the demands of the government rather than standing firm and being like Daniel and saying, I'm going to serve the Lord and alert Lord only, and I'm going to stand firm in my belief in Him. And you could throw me in the lion's den, you could throw me in a fire furnace, we could do whatever you want to do to me, but I trust the Lord God's going to be there with me. That's when you have to have boldness. Because the enemy is using all kinds of fears and tactics to weaken the church, and sadly, many people in the church are being weakened by this fear. Wake up. Open your eyes and see. We're in the last days and God's looking for Daniels. God's looking for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God's looking for people like David who are after his heart, who are bold to witness and to stand firm and to trust him regardless of the circumstance around him. And that's, the, that's how I'm going to live my life. And whether I'm banned from whatever, 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 I don't care. I'm going to live my life for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because he's the one that's number one in my life. And that's the, one, that's the one I bow down to and nobody else. And that's the way Daniel was. That's the way he was. Daniel, an Old Testament prophet, I'm going to say it again, had an extraordinary friendship with God. And he once found himself as lying father because of it. However, it's also spared his life and exposed a godless nation to the true and living God. When the wise men of Babylon, including captive Daniel and his Hebrew friends, were facing execution, if they could not reiterate the king's dream and interpret it, Daniel and his friends asked God to reveal these secrets. God did reveal the king's dreams to Daniel, and he rejoiced, praised the name of God forever and ever. He gives wisdom to the wise. You don't give wisdom to the foolish. When you begin to compromise, okay, in your relationship with God, He's not going to give you wisdom. He gives wisdom to the wise. He reveals deep and mysterious things. It says in Daniel chapter 2, verses 20 to 22. Before he told the king his dream and interpreted it, Daniel explained to him, There is no wise men, enchanters, magicians, or fortune tellers who can reveal the king's secret. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. Daniel 2.27. That's the king that said that. Nebuchadnezzar said that about the God of Daniel, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because he trusted in the Lord, and then a person who had no relationship with God, a heathen king, recognized that the one and only true God is our God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, Yahweh, he's the only true God. But if you're compromising... If you're bowing down to the demands of the government and all these people that have are totally against the Lord, the, the Lord, then you're not showing who God is. You're showing who you are. And there's no way that God is working through you because you're compromising in your relationship with Him and you're bowing down to the wrong people. Because we don't bow down to nobody but the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, think about that. Think about the kind of witness, the kind of testimony you are giving when you choose to compromise in your, when you walk with the Lord, when you choose to meet the demands of people rather than seeking God and putting Him first in your life. 
But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. Daniel's relationship with God may have cost him some tranquility on occasions, but ultimately, it was a good idea. It was a good deal. When we leave the business of our lives and the pleasures of this world for the company of the Lord, we are investing in a friendship that will result in secrets shared. He, his, and ours, as we share our intimate thoughts and yearnings, he reveals his promises and deep mysteries, and that is a very, very good deal. Hey, you know what? I'd rather serve the Lord than anybody else. I'd rather be a Christian than anything else. The, be the best decision I ever made in my life is when I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. And I gave my life to Jesus at five years old at a church in the Bronx, New York, a Spanish Pentecostal church in the Bronx, New York. Gave my life to Jesus then. Not to say that I, I grew up perfect. I made my mistakes. I actually backslided when I was in my teens and I, a little bit in my 20s. But I, I, I rededicated my life to the Lord. I, I went back to Him. I, sacrificed, I, I walked away from... Um, uh, I sacrificed my own desires and my own passion. I walked away from that lust and everything else that was holding me back. And I surrendered my life to Him. And little by little, He just began to draw me closer to Him. And I'm still on a journey. I haven't reached perfection. I haven't reached... You know, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying I'm, I've arrived and I'm better than anybody else. No, I'm still on a journey. He's still molding me. He's still shaping me. He's still preparing me. He's still equipping me to be more like Him and less like the world. Because that's my desire. Oftentimes when I preach, I say, Lord, I want to be more like you, less like me, and none of this world. So why don't you join me right now in prayer? If you sense in your spirit that there's an area in your life that you haven't turned over to God, if God's touching you right now, He's saying, you know, this is the area that you haven't given to me. Or you've been compromised, you've been kind of drifting aside, you've been allowing your friends, or you've been allowing the news, or you've been allowing the government, you've been allowing all these things, your fear, to kind of get you to drift all over on this side, and I want you back over here with me. The shepherd is pursuing you. He wants to comfort you. He wants you to roll around with him and play with him and, and in his presence so he can reveal the hidden secrets that he has for your life and you can share the secrets that you have for him to hear in your life that you want God to open up in your life to what you want God to do for you. And one of the things that I feel like God has given me the gift in doing and equipping me, he's called me to equip other people who have a call in their life to help them discover what that is, that the destiny that God has given them. He's given me the ability and the tools and the call to, to help other people discover what that is in their life so they can walk in that. Maybe you're called to be a missionary. Maybe you're called to be a pastor. Maybe you're called to be a teacher. Maybe you're called to be an evangelist. Maybe you're called to be a business person. Maybe you're called to be a person who does media stuff, editing and Facebook, you know, type of videos and website design. Maybe whatever it may be, this word right here is for you. And I'm going to help you. Turn that over to God. Let go of that which is holding you back. Turn it over to Him. And trust Him to reveal those, that, those secrets to you so you know what to do. Let's pray. Father God, I come before you right now, Lord. And I know that many people are watching this. Many, many people are going to be sharing this with their friends and their family members because there's something here that was said that you wanted me to say that's going to impact people's lives, Lord God. Not because I'm special or I'm gifted in any way, Lord. It's because I'm willing to be used by you. 
I'm just I'm hungry for you, Lord God. I'm hungry for your word and to share with other people. I pray right now, Lord God, that you take away fear. I rebuke the spirit of fear in people's lives, Lord. I pray right now that you begin to reveal the darkness that is covering us from our intimate relationship with you, Lord. Reveal the secrets that you want to share with us, but help us to let go of those things that keep us from you, Lord. I pray for that person who needs to step out in faith believing. Let go of that sin in their life. Maybe they have issues with pornography. Maybe they have issues with lying. Maybe they have issues with stealing. Maybe they have issues with filthy language and they, they have a potty mouth and they got, you know, this they just curse, curse, curse. Or, or maybe they have anger or maybe they just have hatred in their heart. Whatever it may be, Lord God, I pray that they'll turn that over to you right now. Release that to God right now. Say, here it is. This is what I'm going to give you. And ask them to replace it with joy. Ask them to replace it with peace. Ask them to replace it with love, patience, kindness, whatever it may be. Ask them to replace it with that. And God's going to bless you with that. I pray this right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'll end with this. This morning I went for a three-mile jog. I like to run. I love to run. Sometimes I do five miles, four miles. Today was a three miles because I was running late. I got up a little bit later than I wanted to. And while I was, while I was running, the Lord put in my heart, patience and peace. <laughs> All right, Lord. These are things that don't come naturally to me. I'm not a very patient person, especially when I have to. I told you earlier, when I want to share something exciting for me, you know, and I got to keep it a secret because I've been asked to do that. It's like I'm not a very patient person, you know. He said patience and peace. And sure enough, today, it, it, the Lord showed me why he put that over my, my, in my heart, why he put that for me to consider and think about today. Because today, I had to show more patience for something at a restaurant. It was, it was, it was the server, I don't know, it was just crazy. It was just a weird um, situation that happened there. And I got a little bit frustrated, but then I decided, you know what? I remember what the Lord said, patience and peace. And I walked off came back and calm everything was good he shared that with me to remember this is what I called you to do this is the way I called you to live and there's gonna be times that you have to be reminded of that because you're gonna go through a situation and if you don't remember what he put in your heart but you remember we put in your, in your mind it may not turn out to be the way you the results may not turn out the way you're supposed to and I'm glad he shared that with me because I had to show that extra patience and be peaceful in a situation and God would just download stuff in your heart open up your heart to him I wasn't in his closet praying and reading the Bible I was actually jogging that's something I enjoy doing sometimes he speaks to me during that because that's something I love to do I get my mind off stuff my mind's not thinking about that thinking about this thinking about you know having to do all these things instead I'm trying to run I'm trying to breathe I'm trying to keep the stamina going so I can keep it going for as long as I could and there's times that God just drops something in my heart drops something in my mind this is what I want you to do today. And I'm going to encourage you. Find out what God, what you enjoy doing and how you can get close to God while you're doing it. And listen for his voice. He'll speak to you. He'll share something with you. That could be either for you or for somebody else. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on the podcast or share it with somebody by taking a photo and send it by text message or share it with the link below and they'll be able to click on it and enjoy the message as well. Thank you very much. I'll see you next time.